And I think if you just continue having grit and you continue working on something and just keep building, you will get to the right idea and you will be successful. There's a revolution taking place right now. Talent and intelligence are equally distributed throughout the world, but opportunity is not. The talent economy, the idea that at the center of work is the talent, is the individual. The way we work has changed forever and highly skilled talent is demanding flexibility around the way they work and the way they live. This podcast brings together thought leaders, staffing experts, and top talent to talk about the evolving nature of work and how companies can navigate these changes to remain competitive, drive innovation, and ensure success. Welcome to the Talent Economy Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Labby, Chief People Officer at TopTel. We are live today from the Web Summit Podcast Studios with branch co-founder, managing director, and VP of Marketing and Market Development, Mada Segeti. Hi. Hi. How are you? Great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. I know you're a podcaster yourself, so I will do my best. (laughs) (laughs) So in 2014, Mada co-founded Branch, the gold standard in mobile growth. Branch powers deep linking and mobile attribution for 50,000 plus, one of the most advanced apps in the world, including Airbnb, Pinterest, Slack, Ticketmaster, Tinder, Starbucks, and Yelp. Branch's deep linking and mobile attribution helps these companies build great user experiences and measure users' journeys. Here to tell us more about Branch and its core business and culture is Mata. Thank you again for being here. So how has your Web Summit experience been so far? It's been really good. Um, I think this is my fifth or sixth Web Summit. Wow. Um, so I've really, I've really enjoyed this experience. Branch kind of grew alongside Web Summit. I think we came here when we were 15 people or something for the first time. It's just been amazing to grow uh, and see the conference grow as, as well. And it's just so great to be back and see... Uh, the world be alive again. Yeah. So I know since you've been here so many times, why is this a can't miss conference? I think for me is really the idea that so many people in tech come together and it's a really great time to understand the latest trends, the latest startups. Um, I love walking around and seeing, you know, where are all the newer companies? What areas are they focusing on? What are going to the talks and seeing what's changed in the way people purchase, in the way people market, um, in the way they grow. So it's been a, a really awesome event and I bring some of my team with me as well. So I think it's a really good place to get the pulse on tech, if that makes sense. Yes. This is the first time that I have been here. So wow. any tips would be very helpful. What do you what think I, so far? We are hosting the Women in Tech Lounge. And I think that that, you know, TopTel had this huge presence. And so I was shocked at how many people were packing our booth and taking pictures and a lot of women in tech. Um, yeah. Just conversations are happening here. And it's just massive. I just can't believe the amount of money that's put into it, the amount of presence. So mm. it's exciting. It is. So can't wait to come back next year. Yeah. 
So I'd love to talk more about Branch. I know that it was founded in 2014. So for our listeners who may be learning about the company for the first time, can you explain more about what Branch does? Yeah. So uh, we're a mobile linking and mobile uh, measurement platform. So, you know, we actually started in 2014, starting with a mobile app. We actually did that in 2013. And we really struggled with creating and measuring good user experiences. Um, we had a we had a an app that was basically a photo book, book printing app. So I wanted to create virality. I wanted to create sharing. I wanted someone to be able to start a photo book and share it to the friend, and that friend would go to the app store, install the app, and then be taken directly to the photo book that maybe their friend started and shared with them. And that was impossible to do. Like the and 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 it's crazy that even today. The app store acts as this wall and it's very hard to pass data through and understand where someone came from and give them a really seamless experience between someone clicking on a link and then they might click on Android, on an iPhone, you don't know where. But whenever they click on the link, wherever, whatever platform they're on, maybe on their desktop, you want to make sure that the user goes to the intended content that, you know, the link was created for. So we are the company that basically makes sure that regardless of the edge cases and where someone clicks and if they have the app, they don't have the app, we always take them to the right place. And we actually empower the brand to actually measure that experience and understand how people came to their app, not just from paid ads, but also from organic, you know, from user to user links, from maybe a banner on their website. We help them both create those banners, optimize them, and then measure the experience. So that's why it's both, um, uh, we are both a mobile linking platform Uh, helping measure and create linking on the organic side, but we also help do the same on the paid side. So we help um, companies understand how their spend works um, on Facebook, TikTok, all the different, and then also create really good experiences in their paid campaigns. So, wow, that's a lot. (laughs) Um, How did you come up with this idea? And how did you all of a sudden know that in 2014, this is the right time, this is what's needed out there? Yeah, so as I mentioned earlier, we had an app. We struggled with this problem ourselves. And we were asking a lot of friends and how do you solve it? And we had people, I had friends that worked at really much bigger tech companies. And I thought that they had the solution and they didn't. So the more we were asking, the more we were trying to find a solution for it, we realized there was no solution. And that this was a much bigger problem than the problem we're trying to solve with photo books. So we ended up selling the photo book app and focusing 100% on this. We initially kind of solved the problem for ourselves. Then we realized talking to friends and people in the industry that other people would use it as well. And this was a much bigger, um, this was a much bigger problem. And if we solve this, we can make the mobile ecosystem more open, more correct, connected, more relevant. Um, and that's that's really is our mission today to improve the mobile ecosystem in those ways. I had I used to have that photo book problem too, so I remember that well. <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. um, so I know you work with an impressive lineup of companies that I mentioned earlier, like Airbnb, StubHub, Reddit, Amazon Music, um, just to name a few. So. Why, what do you have over your competitors? Why do you think people choose Branch? I think the, the magic of having both um, a mobile measurement platform with a mobile linking platform and this idea that we make sure that the experiences always work 
but also that you can get really good measurement. We came from the experience side and then we started building our measurement platform. I think some of our competitors came from the measurement side and they don't quite have the organic side of it. So they're a lot more focused on just measuring um, your, your paid efforts. So I think, especially in today's world, with the changes that, changes that Apple introduced, with a potential recession, you can just focus on paid channels. You have to make sure that your organic channels and your earned channels are very well um, measured and the experiences there are seamless. So I think that's where we come in and we have a lot of products like the banners, QR codes, um, and, and we just, if you look at our links, and we've had a lot of our customers actually do A-B test to some of our competitors, our links are just unmatched uh, in the ability to actually take users to the right place. And, you know, our click-to-install rates are much higher than any of the competitors in the industry. Awesome. So I know running a company takes a massive amount of focus and energy. So you're eight years in, roughly, yeah. with Branch. So what keeps you motivated and going? I think it's two things. One is the mission. I think because we struggled in the mobile ecosystem ourselves, we couldn't grow, we were trying to build these experiences. I was running marketing at the time. I couldn't get measurement for my campaigns. I felt the need very acutely. So I think that's something that drives me every day. And some of my best moments is going to a place like Web Summit and people saying, oh my God, Branch really helped me build things. And um, so that has been amazing. But I think the other thing is really the people. I think looking at the team that we created, the people on my team and then the broader branch team is really amazing. And I think seeing people grow, expand their careers, take more ownership, build amazing things that change um, the way people engage with mobile has been really awesome. I think that's like, when I think about the mission is what drives me in general, but every morning when I wake up, it's really the people that get me excited yeah. about my work. <laughs> yes, I mean, we absolutely. That's the people, you surround yourself with the right people. You're motivated and excited to work with your friends and coworkers every yeah, day. Exactly. So. so I mentioned earlier that this year, you know, TopTel is sponsoring the Women in Tech Lounge here at Web Summit. So as Branch is a company founded by women, um, what advice would you give to women interested in launching their own tech startup? Um, I think, you know, I would give the same advice to women that I would give to anyone starting a company. It's hard. It's really hard starting a company. And I do think in some ways it is harder um, as a woman. Uh, fundraising can be more difficult, but there are also a lot of opportunities for you if you are a woman. There are funds. I am a partner for X Factor, which is a fund run by women, investing in women. So there are also cool opportunities for you if you are a woman. So I think take advantage of those opportunities and just keep on building. I truly believe that the most important trait in someone starting a company is grit. It's going to take a while before you hit the right idea. It took us Actually, Branch's idea number four, the co-founders <laughs> and I had, it took us, I think, almost two years to get to it. And I think if you just continue having grit and you continue working uh, on something and just keep building, you will get to the right idea and you will be successful. It might just take longer for some than others. Luck is a big part of it. Um, but keep going. Take advantage of all the opportunities you can. Um, yeah. Yes. I, grit is... 
actually a, a good metaphor for a lot of things. Yeah. You know? It's one of our values as well. So. Oh, uh, yes? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Do you, what is your, what's the culture like at Branch? Speaking of, I mean, I'm going to throw you one. Yeah, thing, but, you know. of course. Um, I would say that we're a culture of builders. And our motto, like our culture motto is build, grow, win. So I think we together. I, so about a year ago, I did this. I wanted to understand what makes us different. And I had an idea in my head, but instead of just like deciding to put it on paper, I actually went and interviewed 80 people at the company in all departments. And I asked them, what do you think makes Branch different? And I interviewed people who, were, who had been there a long time, new people. Uh, we had a bunch of boomerangs. I'm like, why did you come back? What makes Branch different? And the, the themes were really around the fact that we empower people to build cool stuff and we're like fairly serious. Um, we are probably, I wouldn't say we're, you know, we're very much like, it is fun, but that's not the first thing. I would say the first thing is like, we're intense, we build cool stuff. And then after hours, we can, we also have fun. But some people prefer spending their time with their families and that, that's cool too. And we don't, it's not necessarily about long hours, but really about the intensity of the work while you're at work. Uh, and then growth is extremely important. Um, I didn't grow up in a growth mindset. I grew up in Romania where there was, I think, a very fixed mindset. You're good at something, you're not good at something. So when I started Branch, I noticed that my, co my co-founders would take feedback really well. And I was, I took it a lot more personally. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and then my friend gave me this book, Mindset. And I was like, wow. There's something called the growth mindset where you can actually get feedback and improve. And I was like, wow, this is kind of how Alex is. It's like you give him feedback and it's almost like you put something into a machine and the machine gets better. So I, it changed how I think about feedback and it changed, I think, who I am as a person. So I actually made sure that every new person who joins Branch gets the mindset book. Because I think if you grew up in a growth mindset, people are like, oh, yeah, I already knew this. But there's people who are like, wow, this book changed my life. So I think growth is like, very important pillar for us. We're a very feedback-driven culture. Um, we push people outside their boundaries. If someone wants to get on a project that maybe they don't have all the experience, we give them the opportunity. If you look at people who have been a branch for six, seven, even eight years, they are not in the same position they were in at the beginning. Many of them changed teams. They're neither, they, they became leaders, uh, either maybe technical leaders or people leaders. So seeing, uh, giving people the ability to grow and do the best work of their careers is extremely important for us. And then for us, winning is really this idea that we want to make the ecosystem better. That's winning for us. So thinking a lot about how we can do that, what that means for us, um, impacting, like Branch is basically on every mobile device in the world. So every time a user opens up an app and doesn't get frustrated and gets the right thing and maybe saves 30 minutes, 30 seconds, a minute of their lives and frustration, we power all of that. So that's, that's kind of like goes with our mission. And then together, the together part is also extremely important. I think we, when I ask people what makes Branch different, they, a lot of them said the people, and they said the people are really smart, but you can find really smart people in other companies. I think one thing at Branch is one of our values is humility. So it's like smart but humble. So we look a lot and in our interview process looks for people that are smart and very good at their job. But humility is also a big part of it and we don't tolerate jerks. And I would say that one of the <laughs> hardest things- I agree. <laughs> it's very hard sometimes you have people who are exceptional at your job, but no one likes them. 
And we have let go of some of those people. And it has been the hardest things we've had to do as a company because um, while it's really great for our culture in the short term, and it's great in the long term, in the short term, sometimes those are the hardest decisions to make. Yes. I came from a company that was more about the numbers. So if somebody was a jerk, but they were bringing in a lot of money, yeah. it was harder to let them go yeah. versus a company where like TopTel, that's people first. And so it doesn't matter how yeah. you know great you are if you're not so nice or a little toxic, there's just no place for that. Yeah. So Same. Um, it's interesting because you mentioned Boomerang and we've I've been seeing a lot about, of that at TopTel too. So during the you know, great resignation, yeah. people left and thought the grass was greener somewhere exactly. else. But then a lot of people coming back this yeah, year. Same, same here. Why do you think that is? I think like, you know, when you think about the great resignation, I think people, it was harder to keep culture going, right? It was, it felt like people started feeling they were uh, by themselves. They were more isolated and everyone was leaving. I think when you were like, Oh, seven of my friends changed jobs. Maybe I should look around right. too. Because you can always make more money somewhere else. And because, right. because people, so many people were leaving, people were willing, companies were willing to pay a lot yep. to hire. So they would come in with like a lot of different um, opportunities. So I think a lot of people were like, well, maybe I should try this. So I think there was a, a, a mix of like, you know, being heavily recruited, a lack of connection, and I think then, you know, I think if, if you have a good culture, mo all the people that came back, I think we had like, when I was doing the interview, I think it was like eight or nine people, there's probably more now. They all mentioned the culture as a big reason why they came back. Um, and it was a mix of the people, the ability to be independent and do really cool stuff, um, the building, the, the builder culture. So I think that was a big a big reason why why people came back and I think it's probably different for different companies but culture is always such a big yeah. part of it and it's very hard to understand the culture of a company when you leave and you go and you join you it might look very different than what it actually is so um, so yeah it's very gratifying though when people want to come it back yeah, because you amazing. know that you have something special so yeah. that if they've left and thought wow I, I miss that yeah. this new company doesn't have that it's been amazing yeah, yeah. I love that. You also, I'm going to say one thing. You, it, it's funny when I do this podcast, uh, I do a talent, this talent economy podcast yeah. all the time. I ask people if they're, I'm an avid reader. And so I always ask the folks that I'm interviewing if there's a book that's changed them or that they've mentioned. So it's funny that the growth mindset is something yeah. that you've been giving out. So. Yeah. I was just, we do this thing called Founders Forum where uh, we interview people, well, sorry, not interview, but we build a forum where people can give feedback directly to the founders. Uh, so I did one last week with our CEO and someone was like, this book, this book, I didn't even know this book existed. It changed my life. I was like, yay, it's so hard. I, it's hard to sometimes get feedback. I, you know, we just send the book and I don't know if people read it. So it was very cool to hear that someone was so excited about it. Do they ask for other recommendations after that? Uh, no, they didn't. <laughs> they were just very, very happy with the book. That's I have other recommendations. But what other books do you, or come to mind with for you? On culture specifically, I would say I actually went to a thing made, uh, when I was going through the trying to understand what makes brands different and building our employer branding. I read a lot of books on culture. So the best ones I would say were uh, the Netflix book. 
Yeah. Um, obviously, that culture is not for everyone, but I think how Absolutely. they think about culture is very important. And some things we agree with other companies, some things we don't, but that doesn't matter. I think uh, You Are What You Do by Ben Horowitz, yeah. also very, very good. Um, I love his definition of culture, is what people do when there's no supervision. That's my favorite definition <laughs> of founder culture yep. so far. And the last one is the culture code, which is very different than the other two, but it's really around how making, how do you get groups to come together and feel a sense of belonging and what are the things that groups need to function well? Yeah, culture is everything. Way back when I went to a culture boot camp at Zappos. Wow. When they, you yeah. know, Zappos was yeah, always know. known for their great culture and they had a boot camp where they, welcomed other HR executives That's that cool. you could go through their boot camp in Vegas at their headquarters and shadow what everybody did. And it was, it was an amazing experience that I'll never forget. So, That's amazing. Yeah. So, um, I want to talk a little bit about what you're doing here. So web summit, you know, the, you, your web summit 2022 talk touches on how companies can keep growing during an economic slowdown. So I'm curious to hear, what do you think are the most important tactics companies should implement? I'm sure a great culture is one yeah. of them. <laughs> um, yeah, my talk is mostly around how to think about marketing during a slowdown. And I think the most interesting thing was a study that was done in the last recession. Uh, and they looked at a thousand companies and they looked at marketing spend during that time. And most companies, when a slowdown comes, they tend to cut and slash marketing budgets. And what the, the study found is actually the companies that slash budget lost on average a lot of market share versus the one that kept it the same, uh, they ended up gaining a lot of market share. And if they increase, you actually can get a lot more during a downturn because everyone else is like slowing down marketing. So, you, you know, your costs are actually lower. And, you know, so I focus a lot instead of slashing budgets in how you can actually focus on ROI and get a lot more out of your budget and how to think about, especially when it comes to more mobile marketing, instead of thinking just like the cost per install, but think of the lifetime value and all the other things you can get from actually continuing to acquire and think about how you can get more mobile users. Um, so, well, a lot of my talk is really around that. And I think, I think one of the biggest things, though, that you have to do in a time like this is be extremely efficient. So measurement is really important. And, you know, we, we focus on marketing, and, but measurement in everything, right? Measurement on, like, how do you spend money on your people? Like, making sure that you actually get ROI from everything that you, um, that you spend. And just, like, being very kind of tight with your budgets and don't overspend and don't spend on things that don't make sense. And when you do tests and when you try new things, make sure that you do it in a very small capacity before you get some positive and then continue. So I think it's it's the same things that you do in any... Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. you should always follow those practices. You should always follow those practices, mm -hmm. but I think it's even more important in a time like this when, uh, when you think about fundraising or, you know, going through an IPO, um, there's a lot more scrutiny uh, on efficiency and growth. And I think you see that the market has changed a lot, that instead of just growth, it's efficient growth. And uh, there's a lot more scrutiny on your numbers when you go to the public markets or even when you raise private money. Yeah. Great. Well, at TopTel, the future of work is core to how we work and run our business. 
And how do you see the future of work evolving over the next few years? And how should leaders prepare for those changes? I think it's interesting. I think we will never go back to a world in which um, there's one recipe for work. I think the future of work is flexibility. I think people have realized how important flexibility is for them and how living in a world of flexibility makes their lives so much better. So I think the future of work is a very flexible future. I don't think it's a remote future, um, but I think it's a future in which remote is part of the offerings that most companies will have to have. But I also think bringing people together is extremely important. I was on LinkedIn the other day and I read someone who was saying that actually meetings in Zooms are better because people can speak more and, you know, like you can go around the room. And and, and maybe that's true, but I actually truly believe that in order to build a good workplace, you have to bring people together. I think feedback, for example, I think it's so important into growing people, growing an organization. And I think it's very hard for someone to give feedback to someone when they don't have a relationship with them when they don't feel like safe to give feedback and that safety is hard to build on Zoom versus face to face you have a meal together you hang out for a couple of days together then you feel a lot more comfortable giving that person the feedback on their work and or on their actual work product and on how they work and continue to improve so I think uh, yeah it's a flexible future where people still come together and remote is an option those are my yeah. three yeah. TopTel is a fully remote company, interestingly enough. We have been since the day we started. Um, but we spend a lot of time and energy in having offsites and bringing people together in community events and local folks and all of that so that people do have that exactly. in-person touch because that's important. I Especially think- after COVID when everybody was locked up for years too people were yeah. clamoring just to see their co-workers exactly i think it's totally fine to have a remote culture and i think that works really well but it can be just remote oh yep well this has been an amazing conversation i have one last question for sure. you um what has been your proudest moment as a leader my proudest moment as a leader um i would say probably our last in-person Offside when we brought the whole company together. I think we're like 400 people. And seeing just so many people come together, build connections, come up with new ideas, get excited, work together. It, it was it was really cool. Um, I even, I took, I organized a photo of the whole company and then I actually fell during it. So there's a photo <laughs> with 300 people and me falling down the slope. And I know it's weird, but like I, I feel very proud of that picture because I was like, there's all these people, I brought them all together and I'm okay just like not necessarily being perfect yep. in this picture. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that whole offset was really cool and I'm really excited to potentially do another one this, now that you know we're all back in person and stuff. We're probably, this is probably going to be one of the last ones because we're growing so much. It's hard once you hit that so point to get hit, everybody back together. Like, I don't know if we could do it with a thousand people, so... Um, but I think we can. We have at least one more where we can bring the whole team together. Awesome. Well, Mata Segeti, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to following Branch in the yeah. future. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for listening to The Talent Economy. I'm your host, Michelle Labby. You can find much more information about The Talent Economy on staffing.com and toptel.com slash insights. 
hubs for bold, comprehensive content featuring business thought leaders and authoritative research focused on the future of work.